0: Good evening, and welcome to George Pierre Radio. I am your host for this evening, Wednesday, December 21st. With over 12 years' experience in the film, television, music industries, T. Smith has added director, producer, writer, and cinematographer to his belt. His credits span major box office films, TV shows, music videos, and documentaries. More than just a veteran, T. has worked with the likes of Spike Lee, John Singleton, Jay-Z on the stage of Black Documentary, and other well-known artists and directors. Also a producer for MTV2 Sucker Free Countdown, he helped bring back 90s cult hip hop show Yo MTV Raps Classic Cuts. Co-founder of the Kings County Cinema Company and the Legacy Media Group, T's work continues to be influential and expansive, from acting to cinematography to directing. T Smith joins me to discuss his expertise in film. Music and TV, why it's important to see more young men and women of color behind the scenes, and his insight on breaking into this coveted industry. Joining on the discussion at 347 202
1: 0591. T, what's good? Yeah, I need that on paper for my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I will send it to you. <laughs> how
0: about, I will definitely send you that. Yes, how are you? <laughs> I'm good.
1: I'm good. i actually sitting in the office now. She's like, wow. <laughs> I,
0: I see. I see. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I know you've been all over the place, and I know your schedule goes up pretty quickly, so, um, so I'm glad that you're here.
1: No, no doubt. And thank so, you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, so you've done so much in music, film, and television, but I want to start with film first. How mm-hmm. did you first break into film? What was the first movie you worked on, and in what role? My
1: um, intro was Spike Lee, or Clockers, well, and that's nice. kind of where... Um, Thanks to Monty Ross, who kind of started that whole intern pro, uh, whole program up there, and uh, gave me that that lane, you know what I mean. So so I'm pretty happy that that happened. there from there, you know, I mean, it it, it all started beforehand. I mean, you could get real metaphysical and just say I kind of worked my mind into my position. You know what I'm saying? But okay, because you know, my love of film, uh, Spike was uh, somebody that I really looked up to, and um, everything kind of organically just Fell into place You know what I mean um, I had the will and, right. and the way And the way opened up You know what I mean So
0: No I I'm with you on the On the metaphysical part Like did you Did you go to school for film Was this always something That you knew you were going to do Like you grew up and saying I'm You know grew up thinking I'm going to direct movies I'm going to make this I'm going to make that Or it was just yeah. Kind of like It, it was interesting and, and you kind of got your way into it And so you just stuck with it
1: Well my father's a photographer and um, okay. yeah, and the one consistent thing that has been in my life pretty much since nine years old is a camera. You know what I mean? Um, when I say I mean very consistently, like a camera has been in my possession since I was nine years old. So it was, it was a natural progression to go from photography to motion photography. And then um, the do-it-yourself attitude is what led me into producing, editing, directing, and, and so on. Yeah, it was kind of all natural. I think it's pretty much what I'm here to do.
0: You talked about Clockers. Your film artist, that is so rich. What other movies did you work on? Who were some of the directors that you got to work on 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 these films?
1: Um, Well, Clockers led me into kind of getting into Spikes camp. And then from there, I worked on a bunch of movies. Um, I met Winston Sinclair on... I actually met her before that, but I I really met her on Clockers, and then Winston Sclar was the extra casting associate, casting director on there, and then I started working with her, so that's how I got into casting, and um, from then it just was building up, building up, and we winded up doing uh, Amistad with Steven Spielberg, Shaft, John Singleton, Belly with uh, Hype Williams, um just, uh, just a bunch of movies. In that whole round, that whole '90s golden era of cinema in New York City, you know what I mean? Just making yeah. Um having worked yeah. with hype. I was uh, casting videos, Chris Robinson, hype, and Little X, And then, um, you know, as as things progressed, kind of got into television. Kind of got. No, I, I mean that's
0: the perfect segue because the next thing I was looking at was you know. You did some stuff with New York Undercover, BET yeah. City, BET News, BET The Deal, and so much more. What was it like for you contributing to these shows, knowing that this is kind of like what you wanted to do anyway? The funny
1: thing, actually, is I never thought I would have winded up in television. Um, I was such yeah. a cinema head, you know what I mean? Um, I just never thought I would have winded up in television. But my cinematography is what got me into working for MTV News. Then BET News, and then I started shooting for other shows up at BET, MTV. You know, the opportunities just came. Um, I started directing. I actually directed something for Nickelodeon and Black History, my promos. And everything was just every move was a step next from that past move. You understand what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what I kind of said to myself I was going to make happen is, like, never go backwards. Each move has to be better or forward or at least stay in my element, um, not doing things that was outside of my element because I wanted everything mm-hmm. to keep moving forward, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, can you attest to that? Can you actually say and confirm, like, yes, everywhere i went, i step that I mean, up to, I've, I've progressed and how I wanted to progress?
1: Yeah, I definitely, like, each year I progress in some way, whether it be financially yeah. or whether it be, um making my mark with something brand new um right now um Suckle free countdown is what i'm producing right now yes. and um starting 2012 like in in 2 weeks we start going international so now at this point now we'll have an international show and what that means is that um we're going to be in every pretty much every country in Africa we're going to be in Europe MTV Europe um Australia India uh Japan Oh, wow. Um, man, a couple of the places I'm probably... And when I say these regions, these regions each have 10 to 20 networks each. You know what I mean? So um, the only place that we're not going to be showing my show is pretty much going to be Canada and South America at this point. And I'm trying to see what I can make happen with those places. So, I mean, well, now yeah. it's just like where I went from, you know, a domestic... You know people seeing stuff that I do domestically now I have an international arena to play around with so i'm that's a whole new place for me, and i'm uh, trying to figure out what what I can make happen with that
0: i think that's I think that's phenomenal I know when i I first met you at the MTV Digital Department Mixer a few weeks ago, and, mm-hmm. and we showed snippets of the Cypher Free Award that aired earlier this month. But also, you know, we talked it up about Yo! MTV Raps Classic Cuts, and I remember, I used to grow up, like, listening, mm. watching Yo! MTV Raps, looking yeah. for the latest hip-hop videos, and I was so sad when it left. But, like, now it's coming back, you helped bring that back. What went in that process to bring this cult hip-hop show back from the 90s?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm still kind of looking at wow. that like, wow, I was I was involved with that. You know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just to give a little brief history, like my whole hip hop television history has been I produced over at BET. I produced Rap City, and we closed that out. That turned into the Deal, um, which I produced over there. Then after I left the Deal, I came over here to MTV, started producing Sucker Free, and then you know I. I had an idea for, um, you know, a show that basically I put together and we put the Yo! MTV Raps brand on it. And so now I basically was involved with Yo! MTV Raps. So, you know, at this point now, I, I got to do my research. I don't know if anybody else has been involved with all the hip-hop television that much like that at this point. So I have to do the research and yeah. find out. But, I mean, when the opportunity came and everything kind of fit organically into this, into to this way, I, I I don't know, you know, we, we do things, we, we enter our creative spaces, we do what we do, we try to make it as natural as possible. And, you know, if you do it with a good heart and, and a good spirit, I think the opportunities organically open themselves up to you. I, agree. And I And agree. that's what so, happened. I'm about so to call what, Robert McDaniels and ask him if I could produce a <laughs> video music box just so I could get that on my plate.
0: Why not? I mean, the the, the universe is the limit, right? I mean, you've done, yeah. you've done everything that you wanted to do. Is there anything else that you that you want to touch that you haven't touched, whether it's in film, whether it's in TV, whether it's in music?
1: Um, I, You know, definitely, I'm a, like I said before, I'm a cinema head, you know. um, That's where my heart is at. So I definitely want to get back into cinema, which is something I'm trying to make strides at right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, I technically had a movie in the theaters with Fade to Black, the Jay-Z documentary, but um, right. that's not, it's not a narrative, you know what I mean? I want to do something, right. a scripted right. piece, um, something where I'm really working with actors and, and mm-hmm. um, that's that's where this role needs to to kind of lead to right now. That's what I'm trying to make happen now.
0: I mean, again, going over your credentials from a producer, director, writer, cinematographer. I know you did some storyboard um, artistry and much more. You worked with Jay, Nas, Kanye West, other notable artists and music producers. But when you came in, the barrier to entry was definitely different than what it is now for those that want to come in. How does one break into this industry um, of wanting to produce and direct? You know, it's, it's it's it seems like it's that the nepotism or just really hard to get that first opportunity. What would you say to people that are are trying to get to where you are?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and I was just analyzing this with somebody the other day. You know, the game has changed a lot. Um, when I interned with Spike you know, we didn't have too many opportunities even then. And, you know, that was 94 o'clock is when I kind of got in. And if it wasn't for somebody like Spike Lee, he, Spike is like an exodus, really. I mean, so many people, uh so many black people had an opportunity to come into the business just because he existed alone. And that, that was what got me in, basically. But then there was a low point you know what i mean um where you know that in a sense it was only spike that you can even get into the game and then um once digital came into play um it opened up a lot like back in 2000 before anybody really was messing with digital like i was shooting with sony's and canon xl1's and stuff like that and um doing these music videos and stuff for independent artists and stuff and that's kind of what got me into saying i could direct myself you know what i mean um The best thing I could just say, period, is like there's nothing that ever really can stop anybody from doing anything that they really want to do if you really want to do it. You know what I mean? Um, At this point now, I mean, we all are one to two, three degrees of separation from finding somebody with a camera at this point. Find that person with a camera and just start shooting. If you're a director, you have to direct. You know what I mean? It's like a bike. It's, it's You're know, you you're not going to be perfect the first time you get on a bike and start pedaling. But you know, the 10th time, you're going to be better than the first. And the 20, 20th time, you're going to be better than the 15th time. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. You know, the whole
1: thing about it is with anything, and it's not just um, directing, producing, or doing music or anything like that. It's just anything in life. You have to do it. You get what I'm saying? That's the only way that you get better at anything that you want to try and do is just just to do it and everybody has their dreams of what they want to do and everything but you have to execute those dreams you know what i mean you have to you know put the feet to the floor and just just do it you have to allow yourself to make mistakes everybody gets in the game and they think that um you know you're going to be a platinum you're gonna the minute you enter the game you have a hot script you're going to be a, a filmmaker like um you know, you, you have to just get in and you just have to do it and you just have to make those mistakes. You have to fall. You have to find your way. Um, and then it's not just about finding your way in a sense of being able to come with a clean product. Like, now you have to figure out what is your mark. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, what what is it that you're offering that is not just being part of the, the pie but, like, making the pie taste better? Yeah, you know what i mean yeah. and um you know that's that's what it is and that, that applies to anything you know what i'm saying like take I, I like to start these thoughts from a basis of just being human first you know what i mean mm-hmm. these things that we do music um television you know these are just mediums you know what i'm saying like you could be a painter you can be a comic you could be an accountant truth be told you know what i mean and just really know how to flip numbers around like that's Creativity in itself And don't let nobody Tell you otherwise You know what I'm saying Right So it's just You know Applying your dreams Into your reality I like that Yeah And if you You know If you really truly Do it From a A core place In yourself um, I feel like Things will naturally Open up for you When you when you do it from pure place. When you come into the game and you and you you know, you have a little you have corruption in your mind about these things, like that's when you have to fight harder and do shorty things to get around, you know what I mean? But um you know, so anybody who wants to be a director, grab a camera. You know, like not for Yeah, and just shoot, but not for nothing, like, you know, I got me my first Final Cut program was a bootleg copy of Final Cut, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure a million other people got bootleg copies or they got a copy from their friend and stuff. You know, I didn't go out and hang out and do all of that stuff. Like, I stayed in my room and I just taught myself these programs, Photoshop, Illustrator, Final Cut, cameras, uh, you know, Anything, you know, everything has a user's manual. Just you just have to do it. You understand what I'm saying? There's no real reason you could sit here and tell me why you can't do it.
0: Right. No, you know what it's what I mean? true. It's true. The and the only the day, issue yeah, the only day. issue
1: is just saturation. That's that's yeah. what I would yeah. say is the opposition is saturation is that there's just, with digital, there's so many uh, so many people. Your average FedEx dude can go get a $2,000 camera now, and he's calling himself <laughs> a filmmaker or a world star. You feel what I'm saying? On mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. It's just saturation, but I mean, that still can't—that shouldn't stop you from wanting to do good quality work. And when you do good quality work, the opportunities are open up for you if you just keep at it.
0: But, but on top of that, what does it take to be successful in in, in this field that has such high turnover? See, you know, the, the moment that you blow up could be the next day that you're fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which how is do true? You,
1: yeah. You true. know,
0: how do you stay in it? How do you stay relevant? What 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 do you, what have you seen? And, and the reason why, like, you've been in it for 12 years. What has kept you relevant over Actually, 12 years? Actually,
1: not that big, life. It's been 17 years. <laughs>
0: oh, it hasn't? Wow. Oh, I mean, boy. Almost, almost two decades. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Almost two decades for you. That
1: is yeah, a long 94. Time. That's... 94.
0: Yeah. Actually, truly,
1: yeah. My, my first time ever, ever being on anything in, any medium was I was an extra on um uh Malcolm X, and um that was the first time that that I may even take it back a little bit step like when I was a teenager and I went to go see school days by myself. It' was the first time I ever went to a movie theater and went to the movie theater by myself, and I would say that's kind of where. I would say my entry into the game started, you know, because that is what made me say I wanted to do more. And then it just all led into what it led into. But to get back to your, your question. With the I high mean, turnover, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, it's very unfortunate that we're in an age where, you know, everybody is so into disposable content at this point. You know what I mean? Like, they want, they want the content fast. They want it now. They want to, you know, indulge in it, and then they want to forget it. And we'll move on to the next one. So, I mean, that is a battle. I'm not going to say, like, I have the answer for it. But the biggest thing I could just say is whatever creative medium you're trying to do is just find those people that enjoy it and and start there. You know what I mean? Um, it might be that one person that just, like, loves what you're doing. You know, then you got to build off of that. Um, turn that one person into 10 people, Ten, turn that 10 people into 100 people, and then you have to find some type of economic e- economy in that, you know what I mean? Um, You know, what can you provide, what kind of creative, you know, because the thing is you have to mix, you know, the economics and the creativity together. You know, you can't be just a, such a creative person that you don't, pay attention to the financial aspects of surviving so you could be creative do you get what i'm saying um and then you can't just be into the money because then you're just a hustler trying to be creative do you get what i'm saying and that's what happened. Yeah. That's what's happening really what's happening with the game is like a lot of hustlers kind of got in and took over the game and the craft and the people who are creative with it don't you know they're losing out on opportunities because they, they're not competing with Hustle it. You have to find that even medium where you're both. You know what I mean? Um you and this is where producing kinda came in for me, is like knowing how to produce content, create content and be creative but also understand the economics of it. Um, the work that it takes to put the realistic work that it put that it takes to put into creating a project and seeing it through to its fruition. You know what I mean? Um you know the idea is great, and that's where everything starts. But you know, executing that idea, you know, is is a journey upon itself. You know what I mean?
0: So that see what you said just resonated with me because I do find myself I don't want to say struggling, but I am the creative looking for economy in what I do creatively and, and it was like, okay, well, George I focus on the quality content, delivering that first and then the money will come. So it's mm-hmm. that where I lay, you know, with the hosting and, and the and the writing on the side and, and yeah. all that. But so you gotta
1: you gotta finish that sentence. The the money will come when you put the work in. <laughs> <That's>
0: true. <laughs> you true. get what I'm
1: <laughs> saying? That sentence yeah. has to be completed, like, you know, the money will come when the work is put in. You you know, it's really simple, and somebody told me this on the music side, and this really applies to everything. You know, if you are a creative person, whatever medium you choose to, you know, indulge yourself in, it's about fans, you know, and that's that's what you don't hear a lot. You know, you hear artists say, you know, I couldn't do it without my fans, and, and there's nothing further from the truth than that because this the, the economy of it is that, you know, you get a fan, you provide that fan with something they're willing to spend money on. Money
0: on, uh, yep.
1: You get what I'm saying? You, you got to find something where, okay, I for a, a fan, like say you have a thousand fans, hardcore fans that really enjoy what you do and they can't live without, you know, like wanting to see more from you. So provide enough content for those fans to spend $100 on you in the course of a year. You know what I mean? That's yeah. $100,000 That's hundred you are making in a year off of your creativity now. You yeah. know, everybody jumps in and wants to, to 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 be millionaires out the gate and all that other stuff. But for the average artist, a $100,000 salary is a very comfortable place to be as long as you ain't thinking that you're driving Benzes and all that other stuff around.
0: Right. <laughs> right. You understand what I'm right. saying? Oh, um, right. Right. <laughs>
1: and the whole thing about it is to be you, you got to be creative but it's very hard to be creative and broke at the same time <laughs> <Trust> me, <laughs> you get I know. what i'm saying we all know that you know like i'm in a position that i'm in now but like it didn't come without being broke yeah. in cycles you get what i'm saying like whereas like right. work was work was coming in now work's not coming in works and, and the film business you know i don't know how i, I got through the winter yeah you know, nobody's shooting but i think stuff that's the realness that
0: people need to hear because we we look at it like oh my gosh jesus it's producer for MTV2. He's working on this. He traveled there, but we're not looking at it from the aspect of like, well, I'm on this project today. The project ends in three months. What am I going to do for the next nine months? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we don't look at it like that because we're not in it like you're in it right now. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the realistic thing about working on movies. I mean, that's the thing. The different mediums is music, is cinema, is television. Um, Each medium has its. Thing. For me, television has probably been a more comfortable, uh, steady medium to work in than film, right. per se, or, you know, music. Um, at one point, you know, the aspiration of being a music video director, you know, really would put you in a financial space to be comfortable with that. That's not the case no more. You know what I mean? Um you know, budgets they, aren't there as yeah, yeah, used the budgets, to be. Yeah, the budgets, they're just not there. I mean, you know, artists uh, jump on getting a guy with a 7D who's willing to work for free first before, you know, he'll spend even $10,000 on you, $5,000 on you. Mm-hmm. To him, he's like, look, it's going to go on YouTube. People are going to watch it for a day or two, and then it's going to be going anyway. Why am I spending all these big budgets? And rightfully so. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it opened up the door for a lot of new directors and a lot of new filmmakers to get, to get work in the game. But... You know, I I don't see how too many dudes are um, still doing it and still being, you know, finding a comfortable space. You know what I mean? I did that. You know what I mean? And after a point, like, the work, just the work and the, the, the time and effort that you had to put into and the financial... You know, aspect that came with it just didn't match no more. Yeah, you know, you used to do a music video, and you, you know, the director, you know, you could, you had a five hundred thousand dollar budget, two hundred thousand dollar budget. You know, you're getting twenty to fifty thousand dollars. You know, you're good. You know what I mean? And especially if you yeah. do that once a month. Nevertheless, hype was doing that like three times a week.
0: Um, right. And <laughs> his, hit,
1: you know what I mean? So, but those yeah. days are gone, and that's just the reality. Of it. But it, everything comes back down to the fan. You know what I'm saying. You get those hardcore fans that will ride with you. um, You know, in a sense, you have to create your own culture. You have to create a culture under your brand. Like you, you have have a blog, so you create a culture under your brand, you, you know, you get 100 people listening, you get 1,000 people listening, you know, you turn that into 2,000, now you have a brand that those people know. Um, now you start working on trying to get it bigger and bigger, you know what I mean?
0: Right. That's like your little niche right there, that, and and you, and you kind of nurture that. No, and, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, okay, so people see the flashing lights, the rented car, cars, jewelry, but I mean, next to the money being, you know, fluctuating, what are some not so sexy things that people you know, are about working in film, TV and music? I mean everyone sees the money and everyone thinks like this it's it's this glamorous lifestyle, but what are some things that you've seen where you're maybe you have questioned it or you seen people kinda of fall out of it? it?
1: it is up and down, you know, it's the up and down is is you know, it's not a steady game. I've been fortunate enough to be on shows that were weekly shows that went the whole year, so, you know, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, even if you did get on a show, you know, you it, that may, just like a movie, be only three or four months worth of work because you're doing an eight to ten episode delivery. And once you've those episodes, that's your season. You're pretty much done until your new season gets picked up. And that could be months from when you wrap the first season. So, I mean, it's the up and down. And then, you know, realistically, like, you know, the older you get, you, you get a family, you get a child, you get married, you, you know, you do all of these things. Um, you know, people want a little bit more stability the older you get. So that, that, are, alone in time and get people streaming out of there. But the biggest thing is just uh, opportunities, you know, uh, not for nothing. There's just not too many opportunities for minorities, I would say. And I'm not saying that to make an excuse about it, but it's just the truth. Like you said oh, nepotism no. yeah, earlier.
0: Actually, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you said nepotism earlier. I mean, you know, at this point now in any creative business, um, you know, you have friends hiring friends, and really that's what it is. You know what I mean? That's what it's always been. Nobody said it, but that's what it really is. It's just, you know, you if you're a supervisor or a person in power, you want to hire people not just offer of their talent, but you want to hire people that you get along with and that you trust. And, when you know, it's the first place you're going to go, is looking at, you know, the people in your circle yeah. You know what I mean? So the biggest thing is you, you got to get in these circles And that and, and that's right. the thing Now the other side of it too is like You go through so much ups and downs in these businesses That, um you know, you run the risk of becoming bitter And if you allow that bitterness to kind of soak into you You know, you're not giving good energy When you're trying to get in these circles So that's a whole other thing too You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, You know, and then you, you, you got to know what you want to do You got to know what you want to do right. You got to hardcore know what you want to do Because, you know, the beauty of, of being in creative mediums Is that, you know, you can do multiple things Like, I, I've much, I've, edit, I've been an editor I've been a cinematographer I've been a producer I've been a director I've been a sound person I've been an art department Like, I've done everything except makeup and style team stuff <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, right, so the right. beauty of it is that you do multiple things, but you have to cultivate those talents, um, cultivate those talents. And then the more talents you have, consider them different job markets for you to apply to. And you just got to put that energy in. You know,
0: yeah. I, all about the I, 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 generation and and I as say as talks, all of this
1: like, just as a disclaimer. Yeah. I don't have the answers. You get what I'm saying? I call me right. talk for my experience right. uh, and what's worked for me. So you know, I'm not I'm not gonna talk like I have the answers. But this is a answer. You know what I mean? You but know, now, I think
0: your answers are very valid, though. I mean, I, I mean, because the thing is, with me pursuing what I've been pursuing, everything that you said, I've noticed, I've seen, I'm, I've, I've experience, you yeah. know, but the, the biggest thing that you said as far as, like, getting in the circles, once you're in, you're in, but you have to work. To you have to that get point in. Where people are seeing you to get yeah. in exactly. Like, I just, I just got my first PA assistant position with a TV show. Well, not even yeah. a TV show, it was like a concert. But, yeah. but you don't understand, like, it took me two years to get to this point, T, and now mm-hmm. that I got in, they got to see how I work, and now they're asking for my resume, or they're asking, like, you know, what do you got going on, what are you working on, I definitely want to bring
1: you on for some more stuff. But I knew how hard I worked just to get to that point. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I've been in the game for 17 years. And I can honestly say that, like, I've only probably gotten to a place where I feel somewhat comfortable only in the last four years. But that's real. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but you got to love this. Like, you got to love it. Exactly. If you do not, I'm going to say this, if you do not love this business, if you do not love... Being creative, uh, you know, is you're not gonna have the the energy for the journey. You know what I mean? Oh and you God. gotta be realistic. You gotta be realistic from the gate. Once you say, okay, I'm gonna take this journey, you gotta be realistic and say to yourself, this is gonna be a long journey. It's like giving birth. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be a long journey <laughs> and. Uh, no ifs ands or buts so i'm gonna fight to the very end and i'm gonna just do it and stay in there there's been times boy like i was ready to move down south <laughs> get a job at walmart or something and just try and just you know what i mean yeah. <clears throat> but you know i kept at it kept at it and you know the opportunities came and you know so far i would like to think that i have a good reputation in the business just being a good dude and um you know, people have called me. Uh, luckily, have most ninety percent of the calls that I've gotten have all been calls to me. You know, because people wanted work for me. You know what I mean? So, and that comes from reputation. That's a whole other story. Like your reputation.
0: The biggest thing that you had mentioned to me though was when we were first chopping it out. You know, as far as like the younger generation seeing more, the younger generation on the on the regards of of more African Americans in this industry because there's not a lot of them be it because they're not pursuing it or mm-hmm. the opportunity's not there, but like how important is it to get and I say us I I'm part of that generation, to get us in there. What what is missing? Like what do you think is missing that the younger generation could add their 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 touch to it to, to, to kind of make mm-hmm. things different.
1: The mentality 1st we're gonna talk about that the mentality first, um, you know, you can't feel privileged <laughs> and when what? I say that I mean <laughs> You know, a lot of people get in the game and they they feel like because I'm trying to get in the game that I am old, a top slot. And then, too, what what I've encountered a lot is, like, if if people meet you, you know, there's a certain sense that, oh, because I met you, uh, you have to make this happen for me. You know what I mean? And, no, there's nothing wrong with doing that because, you know, I, I myself just, like, those before me like you know i put a lot of people on myself in this game you know what i'm saying but it's people that have proven that they deserve it you get what i'm saying not just because you say you say you're a rapper or you say you're a cameraman or you say or whatever that you know i should just instantly put you on there's a certain level of privilege that and i don't know how that sounds but that's just realistic you know what i'm saying like that's what i encounter a lot of people feel like because i'm doing it you should just put me on and you got to get mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. first um the biggest thing is like all i can say is for me there hasn't been a point where i didn't do a all-nighter i haven't put in 24 hours of work on something that i didn't see the results of it do you get what i'm saying um opposed to you know if i say i want to do something and i just you know i lightly just put some work in that it came for me you know what i'm saying like you have to put in that work and when you say for somebody that wants to be a director you can't introduce yourself present yourself or tell somebody you're a director and you haven't directed right. Do you hear what i'm saying um you can't say that you're a photographer and you don't have a book full of stellar work you can't say that you're a rapper and you don't have music you can't say you're a producer and you don't have music like got to put that work in and it See, sounds so cliché. the generation
0: is hungrier than those that are older? That, that, that comes
1: It's a funny dynamic. They're hungrier, but they don't want to put the work in.
0: They don't want to humble themselves, right.
1: Yeah, and you said the key yeah. word is humble yourself. Like, you know, not for nothing when I was an intern. And, and people laugh at me when I always say that. But, you know, I had to clean up toilets <laughs> when I was intern. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I cleaned toilets because to I was enthusiasm. a location.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, you has like, to do with enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, yeah, and with like you say, with enthusiasm. Like this is the best thing I've I've ever done in the existence in my life. You know, people see that. Like the people who are in charge, they see that. And um if 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 they are looking for people that work that they trust you. The thing about it, and it's just, and and think about yourself for a second. Um, anybody that's listening, think about yourself for a second. Like you do not want to get an opportunity that is very, that is key to your life that will take you to another level and stuff. And you don't want to bring people in that you do not trust is not going to come through for you. You don't want to do that. So you know, put yourself on the other side. Did you create an aura of yourself that says I'm going to come through for you? And that's what comes in, like, humbling yourself. It's like, you know, some things you may have to do that you don't want to do. You know, like I said, I had to clean toilets. Like, But I didn't, you know, bitch about it I and, you know, this and that. It's like, no, that's what it is. Because this is what I signed up for.
0: Right. No, you you, you talked about cleaning up toilets. I thought about my, my experience changing the garbage um, in the production office when we were working on <laughs> the show. But when I tell you I loved every minute of this and people may laugh yeah. at me. But I did because I finally got into this. I, I was able to be in front of these producers. Yeah, you know, they yeah. got to see me work. And, and that made the biggest difference ever because I knew. I'm like, I don't if these people see me work, but I know I'm good because I know my work ethic. I know, you yeah. know, how trustworthy I am. I know what I do, and I, and I hold things down for
1: other people.
0: So changing mm-hmm. the garbage was nothing to me. Like, I'll change it ten times over. Like, to work on a TV show, yeah, yeah I'll do it. Yeah. You know, so...
1: Yeah, I, people um, see that, you know, like the yeah, people see that, exactly. you know, you may not think they don't see it, but they see it. Like if I hire you as a production assistant on one of my projects and I see you going in, like, there's no question I'm going to be like, yo, when the next project comes through, I, I need her on my team. You get what I'm saying? I need right. her on my team, like, you know, and then when we did that, it came through. For me, and you know, I couldn't, I, I didn't get to pay them the way that I wanted to, or whatever. But you know, you know, you and you never know, people graduate, you get what I'm saying? Like, people graduate, and you don't know, That's what I said putting it. yeah, you don't know who the person interned. I've seen it a dozen times, the person interning today is gonna, you know, can be. Heading a department, heading a corporation, heading something in a matter of years. And, yeah. you know, you don't know who's going to be that person to graduate. The thing about it is you just want to be associated with people that's making moves. Right. You know what I mean? you can only get as rich the as the man. richest person you around. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you hang around people that ain't about doing nothing, you're going to be a person that ain't about doing nothing.
0: Neither. Yeah. Humility yeah. and enthusiasm, it seems like, are the lessons. For the younger
1: generation When breaking into this industry Do you agree? Humility, enthusiasm Yeah like I talk to a lot of kids I talk to high schools, I talk to schools You know And you know Little unorthodox ways You know what I mean Because I'm just being straight real I ain't got time to Be sitting there Just giving them generics You know what I'm saying And the realest thing I yeah. tell them Is like positioning You know what I mean That's the running thing That I always tell when I talk to kids Is positioning You know Who are you around? Who are you positioning yourself around? Like, mm-hmm. what, are, what are they about? Like, what, if you're about something and say you want to be about filmmaking, you have to completely, utterly indulge yourself around, not just yourself, um, around filmmaking aspects of cinema. You have to surround yourself around people that only talk that talk also. You understand what I'm saying? Like, um, it's if you're energy. Around,
0: energy get yeah. energy.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, what's the phrase? Steel sharp and steel. You know what I mean. So you know, because if you're around ten people that's hardcore film heads like you are, one of y'all is gonna get something popping at some point. And you know, you may be like thinking that you wanted to be the person that was gonna be the man, and you're gonna be. But you know, you it may take you helping this other person get getting their getting to their place. You know what I'm saying? And then when they get to their place, you might have to wait for your turn, you get what I'm saying? It's about time and also so many aspects yeah. about success in this game. And like I said, I'm not I don't yeah. have all the ans- answers but you know, we talked yeah. about timing, we talked about positioning, uh, we talked about fan bases, you know. Getting just,
0: in the right circle.
1: Yeah, getting in the right circle. It's just so many aspects, and you just, if you're about it, all that stuff comes natural. It's not something you need to write on a piece of paper and follow rules on. You just got to be in it.
0: Yeah. Now, real know? quick, back to you. Did you did you ever make it out to South Africa? I know you were doing some
1: stuff. No, 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 no. It was, it was <laughs> I was all set, ready to go and everything. It was just a lot of <laughs> Legal issues with um, you know, we're talking about literally like the turnover was a date to make everything happen. So there's a lot of legal issues, and um, okay, as you see, like Wayne got into some trouble, so maybe it was best that I didn't go oh, out. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, okay. To like,
0: is that going to be documented for MTV2? Are we going to see anything of that?
1: Yeah, well, right now, I mean, even just from the other stuff, like I was in London with Yellow Wolf, um, I had the pleasure of traveling around with all these artists from Wale to the J. Coles to the Commons to whoever, Swiss Beats, uh, you know, so many things. Like, I guess what I, at this point now, what Sucker Free Countdown is on certain levels is many documentaries every week on artists, you know, and um you know, we get the pleasure of going around shooting and following people's lives and seeing what it is and like now with us going international and stuff, I feel to like that. it's gonna be more of that. Yeah, it's gonna definitely gonna be more of that. Um you know, I, I feel like after since I took over Sucker Free, the name Sucker has gotten back in the game, M T V is uh you know, the the name the brand M T V is 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 getting back in the music, um you know, so it's, it's a good time right now. I'm really interested to see what happens in 2012. And then we got Yo back on deck. That'll be starting back up. You know, I can't give out too many specific dates and stuff, but that's starting back okay. up. So. Will
0: it be like a weekly, like a night show,
1: like weekly uh, or it, night? Yeah, it, it'll be something that, uh, you know, a series that'll be weekly, whatever, but, like, so so okay. many aspects of that brand coming back in the game, like, uh, I can't really speak too much on it just yet.
0: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, perfect segue. My last question for you was, what are you looking forward to the most in 2012, and what are some special projects that you are working on outside of what you just mentioned, unless those are the special projects that you're
1: working on? Uh, <laughs> most importantly, you know, first and foremost, I'm a family man. I'm a father. So, you know, the biggest thing is getting my kids in order, Um, you know, doing all of this stuff to kind of create opportunities. Like my son, he's three now, and he's done everything from sitting in Spike Lee's office to running around playing with toys and MTV offices to meeting every rapper (laughs) to, you know, getting damn near baptized into hip-hop by Kara's one like so I mean I'm trying it's not the, I, I guess the biggest thing that I want in everything that I do is just to set up a legacy that is not just gonna end with me so that's the first thing you know what I mean um, for the next year um, getting sucker free up bigger um, Getting yo bigger um, movie. I don't want to talk too much about that. Oh, because you know things, things, your things happen. It's just things that's happen. Thing you know what I mean? Your sleeve,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um. And so many, so many plans and thoughts and everything. Uh, the biggest thing is just trying to just while I'm here doing the best that I could possibly do. I mean we all biggest thing that we all try to do is find out what the hell our mark is. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we all don't want to leave this earth without like saying we did something, you know what I mean? And um I just wanna get better at making every second count, you know, and work towards something very specific that, you know, for the most part, you know, art Art is, the whole purpose of art and creativity is to affect people. You get what I'm saying? And and uh, and that's basically what I would just want to, I just want to start from that basis. I, like I said, I never thought I'd get into television, but I'm there. But all of it, everything that I've done is based off of just wanting to make things better. <laughs> you know, it sounds so simple, right? But, um... You know, everything no, I just want to do is just make things better. I want to make people's yeah. lives better, make things better. Um, and I'm a hip hop head. I'm a hip hop yeah. head, and I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm starting there. Okay. Let's
0: do <laughs> you it. Know what I'm saying? So how can listeners keep up with you? I know you got a couple of links you know, on Twitter, your company. How can they find you?
1: Man, let me go down the list.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: Facebook is just T Smith. T E E S M I F F as in Frank. I'm from Brooklyn. Smith turns to Smith. <laughs>
0: um
1: so Facebook, Twitter, T Smith underscore K C C C that's for Kings County Cinema Company. Kings County Cinemas dot com support black films again dot com Brooklyn Rain dot com dot what what else I got I got a, a YouTube channel Kings County Three man this digital age goddess, boy I tell That's okay. you
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really I'll make sure they got the link to um I'm assuming yeah. one they could probably find the other so yeah well Kings, count cinemas
1: is gmail.com. King's County Cinema at Gmail dot com
0: County Cinema at Gmail dot com if hit you him want to email up, me y'all hit him yeah. up. So serious. Uh, um, see, yeah, I mean, let's try make some you. things
1: happen. Yeah, you know, like let let's do it. 2012. See, I'm already claiming it, and, and we'll talk
0: about this up offline.
1: I got some things that I'm working on too. So uh, though, I'm gonna I think, say I'm this real quick to too. Me. Like, why you out there? Is like, you know, they say 2012 is supposed to be when everything is supposed to finish. But I, I'm gonna put this out. This is the energy I want to put out there. Nothing's gonna stop. Things are gonna change. You understand what I'm saying? Um, get your consciousness right. And that's your only job. Don't worry about things falling out skies and earth opening up and all this other stuff. Just like <laughs> It's just change your mentality, focus on just two thousand and twelve. I wanna expand my consciousness. That's yeah, so it. And I leave and I leave ball. off with I that.
0: <laughs> I, I feel know? that all day and you know I'm still waiting for my award tour through the studios with
1: everybody. <laughs> <thinks>. <laughs> yeah. Well my studios are streets now, so I mean we can meet anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I got to come through and check you out. T, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. I, I no problem. Really do. All
1: right. Yes, so
0: you have a good night. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. And then we'll definitely link up for the New Year.
1: Uh, same to you. Same to everybody listening. Do your thing. Make it happen.
0: I have to thank T for joining me tonight. Veteran producer, filmmaker, MTV2. Set the free countdown in your MTV rap. Classic cut. You can catch this episode and other archive shows podcasting on iTunes by searching Georgia Pierre in the iTunes Store. Stay tuned for next week's episodes, including my year of music review discussing 2011's best and worst moments, and finishing it off with two ladies dishing about their experience working for the NBA. Thanks for celebrating my two year anniversary with me all month um, on Georgia Pierre Radio.